0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Winging F1 podcast with me, Adam Dickinson, and Freddie Coates, and a very hyper Nigel Chu, who is one of the last remaining Nigels in the UK, because as news broke from long-time listener Henry Clark over the weekend, there are no new Nigels this year, so he's... A dying species but he's managed to make time out of his conservation schedule to talk to us about the American <laughs> Grand Prix, which is happening this weekend not too well like eight hours away from where I am driving but you know that counts as close because America is a stupid country so we're going to yes. be talking about that and what we're looking forward to <laughs> this weekend and the 2022 calendar and everything we're going to be talking about everything because Especially Nigel is in a hyper mood, but me and Freddie will probably feed off that because we always do, and it will be an interesting podcast to see where it ends up. So,
1: it's always an interesting podcast,
0: yes. Always. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you both?
2: Well, I, I'm worried about you, Adam. I'm, wor- I'm worried oh. that you're not enjoying America because you just went, America's a stupid country. Well, and you're it is, not for it? another nine months or whatever.
0: I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of fundamentally. so massive. Don't go to Russia, mate. It's like, if you look on the map and you'd be like, oh, I'm close to Austin. And then it's like, no, you're just like eight hours driving away. Are you going to Austin? Um, No. I wanted to, but... Yeah, fair enough. They were doing... um, They did driving in Dallas, which is four hours away, which is a bit more manageable. Um, I think Red Bull did driving there. Yeah, did, did Sergio Perez. Yeah, so I was kind of tempted to go. Me and Quentin, who's a French F1 fan here, were tempted uh shortly to go Hi, to that and then didn't. So <laughs> there you go. It's uh it wasn't a great story, but yeah, we didn't um because we've been to Dallas the previous weekend and it's too far away to do two eight-hour round trips in two weeks. Yes.
1: But I'm no, good. I'm fine, fine, Adam. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing well. <laughs> Stop copying me, Freddie.
0: <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> okay. So
1: <laughs> everyone name your kids Nigel to do that. Actually, no, don't keep it rare. Keep it rare. Yeah. Medium rare. Um, Medium rare.
0: Not well done. Like so do you say, have a peppercorn sauce? <laughs> so you could be, you know, one of one of the last Nigel's ever. How, how does that how does that feel? Yeah,
1: but I won't be, will I? you might. I'll make sure that isn't the case.
0: I'll make sure,
1: right, it. They have to be like Asian. We're going to get a Nigel Jr. Sorry, Chinese (laughs) British. Because I reckon there's not many. Sorry, is it British Chinese or whatever it's called? I don't think there's many British Chinese Nigels. That's even rarer. That's mad. My friend told me once because I I was the only person he'd met called Nigel. Everyone who he who he associates is called Nigel, he thinks that he's Asian. Not all that they are Asian because of me. You
2: know, thinking about that, I think mm. you're the only Nigel I've ever met. I mean, I've yeah. seen Nigel Mansell just like around, but I've never met him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, school, if you grew a moustache, that, that would really mess with our minds.
1: Yeah, I don't think I, think. I could, mate.
2: <laughs> no, I know you've been, but he's, he's been growing one for the last
0: year. Sure. <laughs> Since he's been born, Nigel has been trying to grow a beard, and he's nearly there. I know I can't talk because I'm in exactly the same boat, but you know, here we are. All right, uh, yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. Oh, I don't know. i would <laughs> quite. We could, so,
1: it. we could carry on talking. I know. No, no, no. Oh, I we, need I to learn know. to be quiet. <laughs>
0: I mean the, there's the legendary when you get hair related introduction about talking about long but we won't go there because that's been used already <laughs> it was a very flattering yeah. day I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure there will be some F1 talk about at some point on the podcast but I really like the Nigel Junior um, quip as well I think that's a fantastic one thank you very I mean, much
2: not to be confused with Nigel Tuna, which is um, if Nigel becomes a fisherman.
1: Not allowed tuna, you
2: know.
0: Yeah. And he definitely yeah. won't become a fisherman. You're like barred by the British Chinese Fishermen Association.
1: Yeah, yeah I am there. Yeah.
0: That's how allergies work. <laughs> <laughs> when <Well, laughs> well, yeah. you could. a dramatic incidents. You could go around trying to like um, make every other Nigel in the UK move, move out to a different country and then you'd be the only one left. Or well, you could assassinate them, but that's a bit mean. So, Nigel sure. is
2: going to either become high up enough in the government to deport everyone else called Nigel, yeah. or high up enough in the government to assassinate everyone else called Nigel.
0: I think you can assassinate people outside the government. I mean, I'm not an expert, even though I was at oh, Wedge But Otherwise, you won't get but... away with it and
2: he'll be deported.
1: You know what? I just thought, of? Like, so right now, people need to find news in Sheffield. Well, they've confided that if someone's looking for a Nigel, here we are. I'm, I'm happy to be interviewed for that news piece because so I might help you in like your assessment or something and you might get a first. So there you go.
2: If uh, I if I do a video piece and openly make the story about someone I do a podcast with, I will not get a first. <laughs> hang on. No, in, no, because they don't know anything about your... him in the States. He's told everyone he's called Colin.
1: <laughs> we were in your video thing in May. So yeah, I was going to say, yeah,
0: I didn't submit did that well, one for did assessment you? though. I, did, I didn't submit that one. She said I should submit. I uh, should submit Oh yeah, no, no it's
1: Adam. Sorry, it's Adam. Alex. Asking I us about our dogs. favorite dogs yeah. or something,
0: getting us to pretend that we had a cold conversation about dogs on our podcast. It wasn't today. even that. I just showed the uh, when Freddie's cat invaded. Was it cat? No, it was. It was. was a Monty dog. It was Monty. a dog video. So that would have been meta. No, I showed one. It was from Parliament. It was some, some from some parliamentary committee where like some guy was asking a hard hitting question about like media, oh. and then and then his cat just walked across the screen and just hit him in the face with its tail, which <laughs> it kind of took away from the grit of it. Um, but yeah, do you want to talk about F one or let's carry on? Yeah, let's okay. do it.
2: Let's give it a go for once.
0: So Austin returns to the calendar after a. Uh, Cheatus last year which definitely isn't how you pronounce it but you know I thought I'd live a little Um how much on a scale of 1 to 10 are you looking forward to this race Freddie
1: 6
0: 6
2: is that it come on man really? 6 yeah, races to go very, 6 very points surprised. in it it's cool. the yeah,
0: I and then you're just like uh, 6
2: I think I've not been getting as hyped recently I think it's sort of for the weekend, it's sort of my fault. No, it's not your fault, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think to be honest, it's F one's fault for there being so much F um, one. <coughs> it feels like a slog and that kind of thing for a Friday. But um, I don't know. I normally get well hyped by qualifying, so I think probably if you ask me this question on Sunday, I will be giddy as hell. But I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a whatever day this is, Tuesday, that we're recording. So I'm a bit like, oh, okay, cool. I'm kind of I'm intrigued by a few things. But I need to see how it plays out to see how excited I'll be. And I think that's probably because we've been spoiled by so much good F1. I want to have more good F1 between Red Bull and Mercedes. I don't want it to be a Mercedes track or a Red Bull track and so on like that. I think I've, there's too many caveats in my mind.
0: I, I thought me. you were going to say you're excited for some bad F1. You just need some bad F1 to like have a stinker and then be like, get, get back into well, the If there's any
2: race I want to be fantastic, I want it to be the US Grand Prix, to be honest. Because I want it to be the last Grand Prix. No, I want it to be the future Grand Prix. I don't want it to be a Grand Prix that's, not ha- that's already happened. Um, oh, ha, 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 <laughs> ha. Um, <laughs> Very funny. You said last Grand Prix. What? Okay. I meant um, like
1: the last Grand Prix of the year. <laughs> like the finale. I,
2: I, I yeah. genuinely thought you meant like Turkey. Oh, right. I um, thought you were just big of cheese. <laughs> 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 I can understand why i would come across with cheese there. Fair enough. No, yeah. I think I think the US would be... It's such a cool place for everyone to be, and I love Kota. I think I'm speaking myself into more of a seven and a half now, to be honest. Oh,
0: that's massive!
1: Wow, is that that's easy a, to jump one and a half? For you? A, wow. a,
0: well, that's a gain of a quarter from where you were at six. So yeah, it's it a pretty wow
1: quarter.
0: I mean, by yeah. the end of this podcast,
2: I'll probably have spoken <laughs> myself up to probably eight, an eight point two five. So who knows?
0: Oh, Nigel, I mean, like a quarter of a quarter of six,
2: and oh, then he like
0: right. added it. Sorry, yeah. this is a Winging It Maths podcast now. Um,
2: <laughs> it is the Winging
0: It Math podcast. Maths podcast, surprisingly often. That's true, actually, yeah. Mm. I mean, it, Sorry, we'll, I should say math here, but, you know. Mathematics. I'm not to bend to that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What was the question, Adam? Uh, how much are you looking forward to the race? Oh,
1: I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, six races to go, six points in it. You know, is the... Sports top two drivers, in my opinion, going at it. Nothing between them. We don't know which of the remaining tracks are going to suit Mercedes and Red Bull. Yes, we can look back at the history, but it is very close. It's going to come down to those little things set up, not having any mistakes, strategy. All of those things are going to count. Hopefully there's no more grid penalties as well, so we can have a proper, I guess, race between Verstappen and Hamilton. Because I feel like we've not had. That for for a bit, so I mean, yeah, I'm excited for it.
0: In, um, in I fairness, I feel like setup strategy and not having any mistakes are quite big things. I don't think they count as little things.
1: Like
0: well, yeah, together.
1: yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they are big things. But I guess to like some people they don't notice it. Perhaps I think like,
0: I guess we do. mean like small small margins in them. Maybe yeah, small margins. Yeah. So like you
1: know like pitting at the right time on the court. Mm tires you know all that boring stuff which people hate hearing about uh but no i think i think it's a great track as well austin it's one of the best on the calendar yes there's quite a lot of runoff, but it's one of the best yes modern day circuits because it only uh f1 only started going there in 2012 that's the ninth grand prix there yeah i guess it's still quite young though like yeah yes. Yes.
2: yes but
1: but yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited about it, and I'm sure Freddie will be in. I will a few be. Years I know well. I
2: will be. I will be. I am. I'm intrigued by a lot of things, such as the fact that I think it's going to be very bumpy, at least mm. in the first sector. If if we take MotoGP as a guide, where they were like, we don't actually want to do this race because it's so bumpy, which obviously is an entirely different thing in bikes than cars. But I find that really interesting for an incredibly bumpy F1 track. Um. I find that really quite exciting as a challenge for them to come into KOTA with all of their knowledge from two years ago for a completely different car concept. Basically, now we've had these rate rules at the start of this season, and then the car, then the track are completely different to how it was because it's been baking in Texan sun for two years. And I think that's going to be really, from a nerdy point of, ooh, it's going to make them all have lots of complicated setup decisions. I think that's going to be really interesting. I mean, they normally come yeah. up with it, but I think it could really throw a spanner in the works with the midfield and with yeah. probably um whoever gets on top of it better. And I think Rebel are normally a bit better at that kind of stuff than Mercedes recently.
1: Yeah. yeah. And like as long I like the bumps as well. And as long as it doesn't get unsafe, I think it adds that character as well. And it's you know a bit different to the smoothness of Sochi for for example. So uh yeah, I think the bumps are a good thing. We'll see how much of an impact that has this weekend. I
0: think it's a good thing as long as it doesn't the drivers still need to enjoy it because it's it is like historically been one of the drivers' favourite tracks or favourite tracks. And you, I don't know. I, I hope that stays. I hope it kind of doesn't detract too much from that. I don't know whether we'll see them resurface it at some point, but who knows? I don't. But I do know it's very hot in the Texans. sun, and, and they have yeah. been they have been doing some sort Pops. of
2: sandblasting, sort of um grinding down on a few of the yeah. um more aggressive bumps because it did pose a big issue at the MotoGP event a few weeks ago mm. um, and they have scheduled a complete resurfacing I think from like, May or it's April. April around then so oh. it's going to happen uh, it isn't, but it's not done for mostly for this event which is what I'm finding interesting
0: mm. Mm. yeah yes obviously. is I think I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it I think it's another as, as Nigel says it's five it's it's snuck up on us or on me anyway but there's only six rounds left after this there's only five rounds left and then we're in a completely different era for f1 so it is really kind of so we're so engrossed in the title battle this season and you know everything that's happened between um Mercedes and Red Bull and Lewis and Max but you know it's 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 coming to an end. It doesn't feel like that long since Bahrain testing. We were thinking, will we actually have a competitive F one season? It doesn't feel that long since before Bahrain testing, where we just thought Mercedes would romp away with it, and you know, know if, if everyone was. Yes, I was the one the with hope Formality oh, in the title. <laughs> but you know, it's there's there's not long left now. So yeah, savour every moment of it because it is one of the all-time title fights, and it's not going to be around much longer. So yeah. Looking forward to it. Very excited for it. I'm very excited for Kota as well because it's a cool track and it's got a big climb. Like a, a, every every year I'm like surprised at how steep it is. It's massive. It's obscene.
1: He's talking about the run up to turn one, not just like a random uh, thing if, if, if you don't know, if, if you're listening.
0: <laughs> but it was also, it's so flat here and any hills aren't that steep. So it's like to have that. I mean, I know they like made it but yeah, it's very tall. So, oh, and we, do, will we get the guy doing the, like, no. on the um, audio? Th- have you seen that video? It's like someone... Yes, of course we've seen it. <laughs> he got... Nigel shook his head, so he went on no, to No, he just um... annoys me. <laughs> I love it. I think it's Are you one right of those actually. people, Nigel, of the belief
2: that, oh, F1 security should be better than this so they can't pick up any sound? No, nah, I
1: just think that guy's had too much fame for, for, for doing that, that's all.
2: <laughs> I think it was really funny at the time, and I think it's still quite funny. But
0: yeah, I don't laugh at it anymore. So, oh, well, <laughs> well moving anyway, on, moving on from that, who who do you expect? I'll go with Nigel first. Who do you expect to go well at Kota?
1: I think Alton has to, to be the favourite. His track record there is excellent. Uh, wonder some. Did he win the championship? Yeah, he did win the championship yeah, in 2019. Through his Bottas. 15 and 19, well. Yeah, about 90. Like Bottas won the race, but I won the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Red Bull were close in 2019, uh, in a year where you know, there was at least half a second between Mercedes and Red Bull in general. So that puts them in good stead. If you compare it to, say, the last few tracks, uh, Sochi, If we well, we'd have to ignore Turkey because there's not much history, but say Sochi, Monza, uh, Spa as well. If you look back at 2019, for example, Red Bull were quite a bit away at those tracks, yet they've they've got closer at pretty much most circuits this year. So I think it'll be closer than what we've seen so far because I I think so in recently at least Mercedes have had the upper hand, uh, so I think it will be closer. I think it's going to be a Hamilton versus Verstappen fight. I think Bottas, he'll be one of those races where those two go away and Bottas is just a bit too far behind, I think. So I think it will be close. I think Hamilton has to be favourite. And you wouldn't surprise me if he retook the championship lead. It's just by uh, whether he does it by one point or more, personally.
0: So, yeah, those do, are my thoughts. Do, do you think it's a must win for Hamilton?
1: No, no. Okay. I, th- I think I think the only thing that's important is don't have a DNF, don't have an incident. Uh you know, if if the wins out of DNFs, it's gonna be tricky from there. That's gonna but be rough, yeah. Is it's gonna it's gonna come down to some bad luck or an incident, I think, this year. I, I I don't see how the final six races how it how it's clean from now on in. I think there's gonna be some kind of moment, it's just whether both drivers have a moment. Or, or multiple moments or, or, or whether one does so it's just got to, you just got to stay within i'd say 10 points or seven points perhaps until the final couple races and then go from there so it's just going to come down to those moments again whether there's a collision or or, or whatever but no i don't think, i don't think it's a must win
2: well turkey sets an interesting precedent for the remainder of the championship i think the strategy for both teams there was to Not lose too many points to the other driver. Yeah. And it's not, it wasn't about sort of trying to gain the points and that kind of thing. Same with Sochi. Obviously, it was different with both races because of penalties for um, Hamilton or Verstappen, but um, irrespectively. But it was like, yeah. So it's kind of, there wasn't really a massive push from Verstappen to win the race. It was just to limit the damage and same from Hamilton. So it, I don't know. I feel like that could sort of, change the state of play and the rules of engagement for the next few races i don't think there's going to be any kind of big attack i don't know it might yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if it's sort of whoever gets the lead at lap one wins the race for the most of them but so
1: I, I think the difference is there you want to take points away from each other because you've got like 14 yeah. points swing, say the battle for yeah. first whereas last few races they weren't battling for the win worthy so you know, we were we were only talking about three or five point swings. So I think if they're battling for the lead, that's different. That's perhaps a good one point. of them would happily, you know, even DNF like both from D- DNF like like they did in Monza, perhaps. So
2: uh,
1: I think if they're battling for the win, it's slightly different. But if they're battling each other like on track, I think it's different just because of that extra swing you get by taking points off each other.
2: Well, Toto Wolf said earlier this week that this champion oh, at the end of Turkey really that this um, race is going this. Championship fight is going to come down to DNS, which I thought yeah. was interesting. So he thinks there's going to be a lot more drama in the fight to come. And I think, really, if there is one DNS, then that's a, at, at worst, really, a 15 point swing in the direction of the other driver. And that can be crucial at these stages. So I think there could be something in that. And I know you were saying, Nigel, there that you think Barlas and Perez are going to be a bit more sort of anonymous in the next race. I think that I think there's more opportunity for them to be um based on recent form they've been doing the job as they should be really mm. um on pace wise and I think there's no sort of reason why they should be way down the order maybe Perez will mess up his quality again but other than that in the race he's always he's still a thorn in the side so um I think I think there could be a lot more from Perez and particularly Bottas to come into play than you might have thought yeah possibly yeah I would like I, to see I, that. I, I think that'd be exciting. I think it'd be really interesting to see oh, yeah. two other cars just sort of getting in the way and meddling with it all. Like 100%. if Bottas is in the lead and Verstappen's in second, does Bottas try and back up Verstappen? Or does he be like, oh, the best way to take points off Verstappen is to beat him, or is it to try and get Hamilton to beat him? Who knows? And that yeah. kind of that kind of fight could become really crucial. And I think there's every opportunity for that at Cota, at Brazil, Um that Saudi definitely, I think. Saudi, I think, is going to be either a Merck shoe or Verstappen could do something special. But then, and then Abu Dhabi is just going
0: to be free for. Yeah. yeah. I I really hope it comes down to Abu Dhabi. I really, yeah. you know, kind of comes down with them genuinely both, you know, separated by a few points because, you know, if you want a kind of winner takes all, well, I think.
1: All right. It's probably best not to talk about this now, but if it does come to that, I do worry about. A controversial ending, but I don't know if that's best to talk about that now or, or in a future podcast. I, I'm talking like Schumacher Hill, Schumacher That I, I I do fear, and even the DTM a couple of weeks or last week or a couple mm, of weeks ago, yeah. I do fear something like that. But we can, I don't actually.
2: I think there's any really? two drivers in a in a fight who, for me, feel like yeah, they don't give each other an inch, but. Yeah, has been a more respectable fight between the two, I think. I mean, there's been obviously incidents and stuff, but the, there's there's not there's not been any sort of you know premeditation to any of that. I don't think. Um,
1: yeah, I don't think there's premeditation, but I think it's a case of
2: rock like, Silverstone
1: and Monza. I think Howson didn't mind if they both DNF, and I think in Monza Verstappen didn't mind if they both DNF, and obviously Abu Dhabi, whoever's ahead. If they both do left, then they'll they'll win the championship. But yeah, I think it's I something like, to talk like,
0: about. But I mean, you you get
2: I feel like yeah. there's two drivers who it will be in the back of their minds. I do think mm. I, I think definitely Lewis would be in the back of his mind of how he wins a championship, and I yeah. and I think particularly I think I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if that's a big topic of debate going into the weekend if if we get to that, yeah. Um, yeah. because you, you saw back in the day how much that rankled with Schumacher. He was a really nervy guy when it came to title fights. He was as much as he's famed for being so cool under pressure and calm under pressure. That's because he put himself in the positions where he was fit enough and good enough to be able to cope with it. But if if he was his he would crumble. But I think yeah. there's two these two drivers. I think are much better than anyone in like those situations in terms of the emotion getting to them. Better than Senna. Better than Schumacher, in my opinion, for that. And Prost. I mean,
0: you. You'll also get, you know, you'll get that point regardless in the season too. Like if even you'll get a point where, or, you know, there'll be a race where someone needs to win to stay in contention or whatever. And, you know, it's, there will be that point regardless. And so if they go wheel to wheel, then it will be in in the mind there. But I think I agree. I think especially with Hamilton, his legacy really, it would damage it a lot if he wins in a. Schumacher style or you know, in uh, you know, Schumacher Hill style that you know this is such a big and I don't know, maybe maybe he won't maybe he won't care so much about that, but I think yep. in in ter- in terms of his um the way future fans perceive him, I think that will be a massive thing, this title fight because it's twenty
1: sixteen. I know. I know. It wasn't a collision, but he went against the team. Did not speed up and was going really slow back in. You know, potentially costing the win. He backed Rosberg up. That wasn't what the team wanted, was it?
0: But I think well, there's two. There's two things there. One is he didn't win, and I think that's crucial because you know it's that you know it's no one just really remembers it. Bad sportsmanship, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's bad sportsmanship. But if if he uh, wins, you know, if if he doesn't. If he has bad sportsmanship and loses, it doesn't matter. But also 2016 was a different fight. I think this is, um, you know, a fight that it, this is really going to define his career. Maybe not define it, but, you know, it, it's the one that a lot of fans will remember. And it's, you know, maybe the biggest challenge he's had. And it's if he's going down to the final race, that will be what people remember. And, you know, I it, I think if he, you know, does... If there's a collision with Verstappen, that will be way way bigger. You know, I don't really think 2016. It's like eh, it was a race, but he didn't win. If he wins it by, um, you know, any it, and there's any doubt of, um, hitting Verstappen, then that will be massive.
2: I I think in for 2016, um, I don't th- I think that's the right thing for Hamilton to have done at the time. Mm. Um. I think you know he's clinging on to a championship, and the last thing he can do is get Rosberg overtaken. He's going to do it, and I think that's the right thing to do. Um, and I think if that's the case with Verstappen this year, then I think that's the thing he should do again, and that kind of thing. So I, I think backing up a driver is part of racing in a way. I think is like if you see the
1: team it, tell you to speed
2: up. Yeah, yeah that's beyond that's, that's, that. That's that's entirely different if it, if the team, yeah, the team are telling you to speed up, that's fine. Yeah, I get that. But for the... But go, going It's not as different. Going against a, a team order to, yeah, lead the race. I think, yeah, it's different for that kind of situation. Go, going well, against think the team order. I well within his rights in 2016 to, to mm. do that. And I think the team were obviously well within their rights to tell him, but I think they entirely understand he's going for the championship and he's a driver who's got a chance to win a world championship. It's different if he was... 25 points off and Rosberg was fighting with, I don't know, with Vettel. But that wasn't the case. It was, it was Hamilton-Rosberg
0: and that was it. Yeah. I How, oh I, I just, I, you know, it's, they're they're in different galaxies. Going against team orders when, um, you know, to not back up your team is a different thing to if there's a collision. And I think because they're not in the same team as well, that will be even, Sweet even bigger point. really. But, you know, <laughs> it's, and there just wasn't the same. I, I don't think there's the the same friction between parts of Hamilton's fan base and parts of Verstappen's fan base as there was between Hamilton and rossberg fans. You know, I, I don't think I think yeah. that element as well. There is so much more dry tinder waiting to go up this time I, than last time.
1: I think. I think my kind of point is that Hamilton isn't as what's the word?
2: Cleaners. I don't think clean, though,
1: like. He's willing to not respect, to not always respect things. Like in the same year, I think it was, or it might be in 2014, he used like extra power modes when Mercedes, when they have that rule where you have to use the same power mode, you know, stuff like oh, that. I, I, that was a retaliation. No, no
2: he, wasn't what? it? I, no, thought, I, I,
1: thought thought he, I thought he turned it up
2: because Rosberg had turned it up. Am I getting that the wrong way around?
1: I thought I think it was the other way, the other way around. But either way, I, I think he's willing to drop that kind of respect. And so I think the Stafford is as well, definitely. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a big topic.
0: But I it's don't... I, th- I think it's also the safety aspects. It's like it's not... Backing Rosberg up isn't really unsafe in the same way that if they have a collision, then it is. You know, I don't... I just don't... and. You know, it's it's what the a collision team is saying, illegal. Simple
2: like this: a collision is illegal. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But backing someone up is a tactic. Yeah. Playing, you know, I... you know playing hard and fast, dirty tactics, dirty young sportsmen, that kind of stuff. Like what? You know, you remember Fernando was faster than you. You remember the um, the dragging Ferrari got after that. No, that, that, and I, I'm all, I'm, you know, they've cancelled, they've they cancelled the rule banning team orders because of that. Because to be honest, team orders are fine. They are a team, and I get that. But
1: people and forget quickly, it's, especially it's now not, that people forget things I don't really think it's quickly.
2: that big, though. I not, really don't think it's that big. Plot in the team to do these kind of things, I think. Mm. We'll see. I, I, I know, I, I, I know I, what I think.
0: <laughs> no, it's... it's. I just... I think they're in such different galaxies in terms of significance, you know. And as I say, I think the fact that Hamilton didn't win in 2016 is adds to that as well, that, you know, I, I just... I don't know. I, I wouldn't compare them personally because I just don't think they are comparable. I think the um, proverbial that will hit the fan if Verstappen and Hamilton collide, you know, to either driver will just be astronomical. It will be absolutely huge if it happens in the last it race. It will of season. For, for equally. But, I
1: think people forget things far too quickly these days. They really do. I just,
0: you know, I don't think it's a tactic. That's a whole different you know, debate. It, yeah, it's it is, you know yeah. the the Abu Dhabi 2016 is a tactic that you know it's not you know you can say it's not sportsmanlike but it's not you know on the same I level. I don't think it is unsporting.
1: Yeah, I don't ready, think it actually, is
2: sport.
0: I, I,
1: I, I think it was fine. I'm, I, I'm think just, it was like, sport, I think it's sport. I'm just playing devil's advocate.
2: That's
0: all. I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> we know, mate. You've done it for yeah. two <laughs> years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> two years? Oh well. Wow.
0: You're enough. You're enough. Um, let's move back to Cota and back to <laughs> the team or the position of Hamilton's or the teams that were involved in Hamilton's first title fight or first two title fights, which is Ferrari and McLaren.
1: What a great segue that is.
0: <laughs> you know, it was it was even better that no. you'd um, get a double tick if you were writing that in an essay. Oh thank you. I I appreciate that. Or oh, would it get a stamp? That was always, like, they'd have stamps for, like, a frog that would say, good work, and that was, like, that was it. That was it. And you get a sticker with a train on it. That I think my I prefer a stamp, personally, but that's because you like trains. Yeah. Ooh, no, no. Um, Every, everyone yeah, so, likes trains. Uh, Ferrari and McLaren, where do you think they stack up against each other? Because they've kind of had, I don't know, it's, it's been a weird underrated, I think, constructive championship fight. There's eight points or seven and a half points between them at the moment with McLaren leading. So, who do you think is better? Who wants to go first and who do you think is the, is the better car or better team at the moment?
1: Oh, okay, I'll go first. Uh, I think Ferrari have the momentum. I think the new power unit is very, very good. Perhaps better than before. The drivers as well are trying to uh, play things down, but uh, from for everything that we can see, it is looking very good, and they don't have to take any more grid penalties as well. So we should. Whereas McLaren do, or they might. McLaren might. Well, Norris will. Sorry, Ricardo has Norris might have to start one race at the back, and if that happens, Ricardo versus Bill Ferraris, that could be a very big point swing, whether that's this weekend or in the future. So. I would prefer to be in Ferrari's shoes at the moment. I think they've got a slightly better car. I think it's generally just better in more areas. I think the McLaren uh, seems to be lacking that raw pace at the moment. I'm not, not sure why. Perhaps it was just a turkey thing. But I think this weekend will say a lot in the in that battle. Because I think Cota, it's a track that's got a bit of everything. So you, you get to see where cars are, cars are strong and weak. So that'll be important for the final races. But I think Ferrari have just got the edge at the moment. And uh I think it's just all about Ricardo. I, I know we don't want to bang on about it, but I think it just depends how, you do. how strong how well yeah. you want to bang yeah. on about it. It just depends how strong uh, a season or end of the season with Ricardo has, because uh whether he's getting five points or no points, that could be the difference in the end. So yeah, that's my Ferrari McLaren opinion.
2: I agree exactly with what Nigel has just said. Cool. I, I think Ferrari a are a team, as he says, with momentum and okay. these new upgrades have worked way better than they think they were going to do. So they've, um, they've also just had um, a year where they've had way more um, wind tunnel time than the teams they're mm-hmm. fighting in terms of McLaren, Red Bull and Mercedes. They've just got much more of an understanding of this car. McLaren's weaknesses are basically the entire first sector of Cota with sort of the high-speed kind of wiggly bits. And I think Ferrari can eat them up there a bit and can have a pretty decent um, showing to being third-best team. Maybe even if you look at Leclerc's recent pace, he's been essentially on Verstappen's pace. So maybe maybe we shouldn't be talking about how much they're um, going to fight with McLaren, but maybe how much they're going to um, get in between the fight for the leaders. I think particularly in Mexico and Brazil, yeah, um, definitely Mexico, I think I wouldn't bet against a Ferrari win at Mexico. So Shame. I think they're going to be very, very interesting to watch. And I think really it's getting to a point now where it might well be a foregone conclusion that McLaren are going to lose third in the constructors.
0: Well, big, oh, so, I, I, mean, I mean, Ferrari are only 165 points behind Rebel in the constructors as well. So if they really... Get themselves together, then they could could make
1: it. mean, mango. there's 159. Oh no, wait, no, there's not. There's more than that. I'm thinking drivers not control. just Ignore me. Carry on.
0: Yeah, you
2: get double. You get yeah. um 44 Don't. points maximum for <laughs> a weekend. So if if Red Bull have a real shocker and Ferrari have a real, um, a real god, it's not going to happen, is it? it?
1: If well, happens, I'll leave. I'll, if it happens, I'll leave this podcast forever. <laughs>
2: Who was? Who is it? How far does it go down to? Isn't it something like anyone from Vettel upwards can still technically win the drivers' championship? Or was that? Well,
1: there's 159 Turkey? points left for the drivers. I know that because I've broken okay, into it. Okay. Yeah. So but whoever's within 159 points of Max Verstappen.
0: But there was some some stat that went around in like Hungary or Belgium or Italy, twenty nineteen, that was like, if Williams don't score a one-two here, then they've yeah. lost the constructors' <laughs> championship. Which no, no, Gasly. <laughs>
2: Anyone from Gasly up can still win the title. So Gasly could go on a blinder uh, and go on um, Gasly, win fastest lap at six races, um, he was, and everyone also... else DNFs in the correct way, then he yeah. could win the championship.
0: He need everyone. <laughs> below him to suddenly he wouldn't just need him to do well, he'd need everyone below him to do better than everyone above him. For and that would be a of story to of ra- rival this. Braun GP. <laughs> to rival rival Braun GP. Yeah. It wouldn't it would be oh, as extraordinary.
1: As <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um I, yeah, I I don't know. I think it'll be really interesting to track. But I mean like like we said with Mercedes and Red Bull as well. You don't know where the DNS are going to come, and how that's going to affect things. And you know, you think when you think about you know, McLaren's pace at Sochi or Norris's pace at Sochi, and the fact that he lost what is it, ten points, thirteen points, um, from winning to more like,
1: more like eighteen, yeah, because twenty-five for a win isn't it? He came seventh, so quick maths, Nigel, seventeen.
0: Yes. I think. Yes. Even more than that. So yeah, Um he lost a lot, and uh, you're on <laughs> Freddy, mute,
1: Freddy. Yeah,
0: Freddy's <laughs> just, Freddy's just sat sounding looking frustrated on mute again. Yeah. Um, I the know, he could Because I need to stop,
2: stop eating sweets. I keep going up, putting myself on mute, and then saying things, <laughs> and then just being like, ah, ha, 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 and then expecting you to react, and then you don't, and I'm like, oh well, I'll say false. something else. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Well, anyway, Leclerc lost 25 points in Monaco.
0: I'm going back
2: on music. Yeah, well, that was
1: his and... own fault, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that it was... was
2: and,
0: and, and he only gained those 25 points because he crashed deliberately. So, you know, he should have gotten naught anyway. So, actually, yeah. he, got, he, he deserved it. So, he anyway, if so so
2: Leclerc was in the championship game. fight, he would crash them all out.
0: No, he just crash himself out every race. <laughs> I mean, that's
2: why yeah, he's every in a championship fight.
0: fight. Um, but, yeah, oh, man, he got to... Poles back to back. I'd, I'd forgotten about that. I, that's how crazy the season is that there's just been so and, much stuff going
1: on. The Mexico I conundrum. No, I, I think that's a genuine like, we can talk about it in the Yeah, let,
0: let's say Mexico agree because I'd at the moment we did a about. big discussion on Abu Dhabi and um, <laughs> we can't Abu Dhabi to... five years ago. <laughs> yeah, we can't afford to like.
1: Absolutely, we so... can do if like in the winter, like podcasts on like. Past event things, oh. which is what we going do. To a podcast in anyway. Mexico
2: in 2021
0: in the winter. Yeah. Yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but if, if we if go to some, if we go to some predictions, who do you think is going to do better this? Score more points out of Ferrari and McLaren this weekend. Ferrari, Fezza. yeah same. Fezzer. Ricardo, sorry. Anyway, um, and <laughs> r- rally rally other predictions? Can you do pole position, <laughs> podium, the standard? Yeah, it's
1: going to be Lewis Hamilton win to retake the take the the championship. Then Max Verstappen second, and then it'll be Valtteri Bottas I agree. Ah, yeah, we're so agreeing right. far too much.
0: Yeah, That's this is right. quite quite. It's a good job we had a whole discussion on 2016 after Davy to whether whether. Um, we agree on that or not but is there anyone else you want to, or anything else you want to talk about for kosa before we move well
1: on? there's that there's that american team isn't there shall we talk about them <laughs> home
0: soil. andretti well yeah. what, are we, what are we gonna does home home tarmac make them like a lot faster I talk about no, house and andretti
1: i mean what what do we what if what do we make us this year we've got we've hardly spoken about them
2: i, I, I don't yeah I think, I well, They got into Q2 in Turkey so yeah.
0: there's underlying pace there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, this, this, <laughs> this, this season literally doesn't matter. Like, it's a write-off. May, Yeah, that they, they they said that before the start of the year. I think Mick's been decent um, and it's been probably the best environment that he could have been in given his family name coming in to have an uncompetitive house that the only person he's really rating is his teammate and anything else is a bonus. So I think from that angle, that's good. But beyond that, like, I, I don't care. They're not, they're not even like, apart from them crashing into each other, they're not, you know, there's nothing of interesting about them. So That's
1: what I said before the season, when you were saying like we, we were going to talk about them every week. <laughs> I remember you saying
2: that. I think I said for Mayo. But
1: yeah. No, I, think, I think you said Haas. No, 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 I
2: don't think, think I did. After a mayor with a pessimism stakes,
0: yeah, but like they're also I don't know. Williams well. Have there's done big well. news about them that I'm, we're going to get onto in
2: th- thirty-two minutes. But I'm going to give an opinion on Hass first, and that is that I'm sad that Hass is where Hass is at now, Hass, because like think back to 2018. And started 2019 and Haas were, you know, they're, you know, they're a big modern team taking a whole new approach to F1 and doing well. And it was exciting. and I really enjoyed Haas doing well. And it's a shame that it's, they've become a joke now because let's be honest, they are a joke at the moment. and um, I hope they can earn back some reputability um, for next year um, and they can do some performances. They're actually solid and actually worthy of a Formula One team bearing the Haas name. Because it's it's still a legendary name in NASCAR and in IndyCar, so and it had potential in F one. and I hope they don't haven't. That's not thrown away for next year. It, um, it all
1: depends. Oh, go on, go on, buddy.
2: Oh no, of course you speak about has. I
1: was just going to say it all depends on next year because if they're at the back again. Then they they are going to be in serious serious trouble because they've sacrificed a the whole, the whole year just for twenty twenty two and beyond. So yeah, you have to at least be in the midfield at least. And if, if they are the worst team again, then that's
2: it's quite. I think with for twenty twenty two It's not necessarily about where they start. They should they should start in a good position, but they will have they will be a test of their development because they will have a lot of opportunities to develop next year.
1: Yeah, as well out for time. Mayo.
2: Yeah, so it'll be a test of that and how they've planted themselves for next year. And yeah, it really is um, probably a sliding doors moment for them 2022. Yeah, but this is going to be a weekend to forget.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I genuinely, and that's why I said, like when, when you said, let's talk about us, I don't care. Like there's, there's nothing that they do this season that really interests me from here until the end of the year. There's so many, every team bar alpha has a more interesting thing to look at, I think, anyway. Um, but I'm going know. to stop you there because okay. Alpha
2: has a, one of the most interesting things to look at at the moment. On and track. Is... No, 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 no. On track. Oh, oh um, on that's track. That's what I mean. Oh. Like, in,
0: in terms of still, performances. It does.
2: It's still got an open seat. But...
0: Yeah, in terms of performances, I don't, you know, that's what I mean. I don't care how they do this weekend and I don't care. You know, again with Alpha, I don't really care how they do this weekend, but I I completely agree they have to improve next season. And I think, I think where they start will be important in terms—if nothing else—in terms of the mentality of it. Because if they start at the back again, that's going to be so difficult. And I think there will be massive rumors going on throughout the season as to their viability in F1 and how, you know, whether they're going to continue and how things are going to be, because like you said they've wasted a lot this season and they should have plenty of opportunity to come through next season but you know it's and I really hope they do you know I, I hope Schumacher can have some great performances because I think things could be set up there to have a bounce back year and to have some good performances but yeah it's they have to like they really really have to that's all really and that's why I don't care this weekend because it doesn't matter in unless they win if they win that'd be cool but they're not going to. Yeah, of course they're not. not. Um, but yeah,
2: I want to talk about Alfa Romeo becoming Andretti because we're talking about American Tons teams. Potentially, Potentially Alfa Romeo could become a second American team on the F1 grid. And oh, 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 oh. I really like that because I think Andretti is a dynasty. <laughs> I think Andretti is, is one of the names of motorsport for the past 50, 40 years. So, yeah. I think it's, it it has potential to be a powerhouse of a name, and to join yeah. Formula One after um, after doing such having such success in IndyCar and racing in um, in Formula E and winning races there, and um, and in Extreme E winning the latest X Prix they had last um, last month. So, I think Andretti in Formula One is one of the sort of team takeovers. I've I'm way more excited about it than Aston Martin, which says how much of a motorsport nerd I am. But um, when Aston Martin took over Racing Point, because, I don't know, I just find it so cool. And yeah, yeah. I, I really I, hope this deal can happen. I also too,
1: And I think they will do it properly. I think that's why it hasn't happened in, in the past, because when Andretti do something, they do it properly, as they have done in Fulnery, Extremely, et cetera. So <clears throat> it will be a fully fledged, I guess, push into F1. It'd be brilliant for F1 as well to have the Andretti name. It's such an iconic name in motorsport. Uh, so I hope it happens as well. And for America as well, it would probably boost uh, that more than Haas, probably. So yeah. I think it's... A more,
0: more than a team with a Russian flag on their car. Well, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, and it might bring in and American driver as well, we'll have to see on that. Uh, Colton Herter. Um, Colton Herter, yeah, exactly. So I think it's a positive news story all round. Let's hope it happens. Let's see if it does happen. Probably won't happen until 2023 at the earliest, I'd imagine. But Probably even not. then, if we can get some kind of announcement, that'll be, that'll be fantastic, I think. Mm.
0: And if they can keep a hold of uh, Taylor Pusher in the Salva Junior team, then that could be... An interesting team, I think, bringing through air and an American driver. <laughs> Who knows? That's what... That'll be a long time relevant. coming. Based you on know, Bottas. You no, know, it's happening now. And, you know, like, that that <laughs> team, I mean, you know, especially as Salva, it's not... It's really not that long ago that they were, like, relevant. You know, you think Perez there and Kobayashi there and then before 2015. that... 2015. BMW, Salva, Charles Leclerc in 2018. He came yeah. through and had a fantastic season there, so... It is. It's kind of the the magic around them has gone a bit, but I don't think you have well, to look that far back to see them being quite a likable underdog. And now they're just there.
2: The bare bones. Just... The bare bones are there, but they've essentially set their sights on these new regulations since um, 2017, really, since the previous set of new regulations. Um, and they, they, they've they not they've not shied away from being public about that. They said there wasn't. 2016 for Sauber was atrocious. They basically didn't start developing a new car until, um, I mean, they had it in the background. and didn't start officially properly making progress with it until the November before 2017, which is why they have in dire ever since. And it's been a clawing back situation since then in terms of getting funding, which has only really properly stepped up as of 2018 and 2019. And that means they've kind of been bedding themselves in for 2022. And, uh-huh. I think, again, a team that could really flourish and grow in the cost-cap era of, and the new new basis of car era could be Alfa Romeo, Andretti, Sauber,
0: Autosport. Wow. I
1: don't think it'll be called it that. <laughs>
0: Autosport. I think, Teams. just as, as an aside to that, if if that does happen and Alfa Romeo kind of are away from the branding of the cars again and all of that, the Alfa Romeo like name in F1 will just be so weird to remember because like nothing significant happened with it there it see it seems quite a weird you know like in in terms of the the companies that have been in F1 or at least the car manufacturer names that have been in F1 kind of in our lifetimes and there's been obviously Aston Martin, Mercedes, Renault, Alpine, Lotus, Caterham, BMW and then it's just like Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo just seems like such a strange decision to go into f1 really and then to have yeah i don't know
1: oh sorry it all comes down to success i think because yeah. i think aston martin could be a similar thing in five years time if, if they don't you know progress up, up the grid i think aston martin could be in a similar situation so it just comes down to uh how much money you're throwing at it and whether you get some silverware, whether you whether you attract the big names and Alpha Romeo haven't really done that unless you count But champion.
0: I think, yeah, I think I don't know. It just it seems weird but, to think of Alpha Romeo being a successful F one team because they kind of in recent years they've not had that racing pedigree. Really, it just I don't know. It seems with Aston, it seems to make more sense. I don't know. It it just seems. Like no, it was I, think cool, I
2: think that's what I think. That's my point with um what they're saying about recent years have been bedding years. They have been working at years. They've been restructuring years. And that's what I'm saying. They have got a goal and that goal is next year. And the, the relevance isn't in Raikkonen and Giovinazzi. The relevance is in Bottas. And the relevance is in whoever they get, be it Gwani Zhou, be it Colton Herter, be it a, re- a retaining of uh, Giovinazzi or, or someone and whether they do that, that's that. That is a surge towards relevancy, and you know? it is a surge towards um, making themselves a a Formula One team rather than an also ran. And I do think behind the scenes there is a lot of. I mean, there's obviously faith there. I mean, we all thought Nigel and I, I think we're very definite on Alfa Romeo pulling out of Formula One as a sponsor um, when when we probably had these conversations in about March or February. But they've committed, and there's obviously faith in that project. So I think there's a lot more behind the scenes than can be seen in the the tail end of, again, a write-off 2021, which they'd be foolish to try and make all the spectacular stuff happen now. So I think, again, it's a watch this space. But obviously, someone has to come last. So I think that's going to be an interesting question. And I think it's going to be Alpine. I think Whoa. that's a question for another I day.
1: I think I'll going to win the championship.
2: That's Ooh, the question. I would love that's it if they do. That, I would love <laughs> <that's> it if <laughs> they actually before. do. This I, thing, is I don't want anything to be last. And I think there's that, not that's a question for them all to not be last. But anyway, yes, this is a question for another day. We probably <laughs> yeah. should be wrapping this up.
0: Um, I was just going to ask quickly for your thoughts on the 2022 F1 calendar, which was released between us from the last podcast and this podcast. And it may it's coming in for some criticism, mainly, well, apart from the fact that Saudi Arabia and Qatar are on there, the fact that it's so much travelling. They just, like, hop off. They they go from Saudi Arabia to Australia, then back to Imola, then to Miami, then to Spain, then have two rounds in Europe, then they go to Canada, and then back to the UK. So there so many trips across continents across oceans so in general what are your thoughts on it
1: i mean it's i do understand why that is the case and it's because of contracts as simple as that the, canada yeah. has to be in june miami had to be in may and it's just tricky it, it, ideally in, the, in an ideal world you would have them together but contracts make it difficult because most events are not very flexible that's why the summer for example Silverstone, Austria, Hungary they're always in similar places so I get it, it's not right Uh, but I'm not sure realistically much could have been done about it personally
2: Yeah realistically I'm on the same boat with Nigel I mean there are Easier ways to do it, and shipping upgraded cars is going to have to become flying um, up to date cars from circuit to circuit and things like that. But it's there is a I think there's a myth that everything from one Grand Prix immediately goes to the next Grand Prix. That's not the case at all. Um, The the sort of you know the storage that's what you would say that the the kind of like the garage setup say for Japan for a Suzuka race is shipped out at the start of September, end of August for a race in mid, late October. Like, And then that then is sent to like Australia or somewhere like that for, if it were this year's calendar that was supposed to happen, that then would have been sent on to Australia and so on. So there's lots of this kind of in motion behind the scenes that's um, not an express travel. There's lots of kind of the, the teams do, different kind of ways of traveling these these shipping these objects across the world and there are that they are being they are done in you know cost effective ways which then means geographic effective ways and yeah the, the flight of personnel and people is always going is, can't be taken into account because they're always going to fly home and so you can't really it, it's just i don't know say it's a uk-based team it's australia uk uk then to i don't know Bar- uh, bahrain uk then back to australia whatever the calendar order is i don't know it but um
0: it's you that cool thing. there's always it already not memorize it i've not memorized it because i've been doing
2: <laughs> i've been learning university <laughs> things um i've not memorized them either um But yeah, that's the kind of thing. There's always going to be movement of people all over the place and that's got to kind of be ignored because that's going to be a separate case and issue. Um, But the motion of sort of garages and material is a lot less impactful than I think people are perceiving it to be. Yes, the the raw chassis of the car could well be, will be sort of shipped across quite, you know, on, on quite on a plane and that kind of thing, but which is going to be, not great for the environment and will be pretty crap to bring it from I don't know Baku to Canada to Europe again. And then, but that again, uh, there's no way around contracts really. And it's sad that there isn't, but like there would be no point in having this many Grand Prix in America if they're all going to be next to each other in a line.
0: Yeah. Just like you could have just a road trip. That'd be quite cool. You just have a road trip from Canada to Miami to Austin to Mexico and hop over to Brazil. That'd be fun. Oh, oh,
1: no, like, in theory, that is a good idea, but it yeah, would
0: then, then you're flying no, no, the I,
2: people yeah. to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. And that's yeah, no, long I, run. I probably
0: can, worse. Yeah, I, I, completely, I completely get that. And there is a fantastic video on YouTube by Wendover Productions from about 2018, but is obviously still very relevant. About the logistics of F1 and moving everything around, so I really recommend that, even though we're not sponsored by him or the channel. But But, yeah, what do any kind of any legs jump out? Any double headers or any parts of Canada jump out as bad? Like yeah, what a? Or Uh, or do you just not?
1: That's what I expected. I guess so. Nothing jumps out because I've been known about Miami for a long time. Uh kind of thought I uh, I yeah, it's what I expected. I think it's just nice to have those races which we haven't had since twenty nineteen. So Canada, Japan, Australia, uh I'm missing one, don't
2: tell Singapore.
1: Singapore, there we go. Mm-hmm. Those those four races, hopefully they do happen. It'll be nice to have them back. I think things just that really, but everything else is what you kind of expect for a modern day F1 calendar, I think.
0: Which are you looking forward to the most Singapore of those four. Singapore Canada. for me too I like Canada too. yeah I'm also
2: looking forward to Miami
0: yeah. to be honest
2: new venue yeah. yeah could be a bit of an event around it and I'm okay with that um I I I, I, I still lament uh triple headers but they that's they're not that as relevant prevalent I'm mean, this time around.
1: There's only around, two. Probably, I, I thought yeah. I thought there'd be more. I thought there'd be more than two to be. Yeah, fair. I yes, thought there'd like be more, especially
2: considering they're sport. trying yeah. to cram it in to finish it before the World Cup, and they finish a day before that starts, um, which they should do. They shouldn't try and compete with football. Um, <laughs> that's why there's no race in Qatar either. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think yeah, i I'm, I'm I'm glad they put Saudi at the beginning, um, because I think. Yeah, I think Mexico, Brazil, Abu Dhabi is a, pretty, is a nice sort of roundout, in my opinion.
1: Mm. Yeah, Abu Dhabi.
2: And I'm confident <laughs> about the Abu Dhabi changes, so who knows? I, I still... Human
1: rights changes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? It. Human rights changes? I don't care. Track changes. Have they heard of human rights changes? No, probably not. Anyway, um, you know, I'm still... It's kind of getting... It's quite sad it's getting further and further away from the... Um, time of brazil being the kind of classic season mm. closer which i miss although i guess i used to be the case for australia it used to be brazil as the season opener so maybe that's what other people are going through before me but yeah i i, I still lament the fact that i think for sao paulo is a fantastic closing <laughs> race yeah. and it's sad that that's not the case but if it's if it's going to be if it's not going to be there then I think the second best place for it to be is the penultimate Grand Prix rather than four from the end three from the end do
2: you know what I want to be the is is finale now, so. race in the future Silverstone
0: no that'd be well, on the
2: awful moon. that'd be awful on imagine the... a November race at Silverstone that'd be terrible on the moon not the, the moon. Sea. South uh... Africa yeah oh, I think that'd World be brilliant finale. That. well F1 used to do that <laughs> yeah I think that would be a really cool place to add to the calendar as a season, calendar, <laughs> add to the calendar as a season finale. The calendar. Mm, I, think, I think, I don't know. I think that'd be good. I cool. still
0: prefer Brazil, but I think it'd be a very good addition to the calendar mm. and I think it'd be a better season finale than Abu Dhabi even with the changes. So, yeah. Yes. But, if you want to find out more about our thoughts on racetracks and we did a full two-part calendar, dream calendar,
2: it yeah, wasn't
0: it two parts, it was just very it was long. long. It was just a very, long, very long. An in half the, long Yeah. So please go and check that out because I enjoyed doing it and we talked a lot about tracks and debated a lot about tracks. And we actually did prep for it. it was the most preparation we've done for any podcast ever. So
2: Yeah, a separate, separate Google Doc. Yeah. 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 Separate Google oh. Doc. Compared um, to our Google Doc that's been going since podcast one. Yeah. Which we'll which, podcast which which we will put
1: on Twitter so everyone can see the notes that no we won't.
0: <laughs> do you you can do it if you want? Do you want to uh, I
1: don't think that's a good idea? <laughs> do
0: you want to guess how many words is in it? We've just passed a significant oh, milestone.
2: Sixty
0: thousand. No. Seventy-five thousand. Uh no, so not seventy-five. Se- uh, no, 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 Seven thousand five hundred and two. Okay. So 7, Fred, wow. whoever put the end at the end of our code thing, has surpassed the seven hundred mark. So, there we go. Um, how many pages is it as well, actually? And then we will wrap this up. But this 38. is uh, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Pages. That's a lot. It's a lot of podcasts. We 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 provide a service here, and we. It's actually my
1: it. final project for uni.
0: <laughs> Just handing in this. <laughs> Oh, like, no, the going love you. that, isn't she? <laughs> uh, I don't you can't just talk
2: yet. about random uni stuff on the podcast. <laughs> sorry, it's, sorry. it's not conducive to listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, <Yeah>. Hey, <laughs> listeners,
2: did you hear about that thing that I had to do for uni? Did you hear about what my lecturer said? Wow, you get it. You hear when I, I fell, fell over no this does.
1: morning when I was doing a workshop, yeah. <laughs> I
2: mean, if we do going... need to know that story, actually. Tell. I I, I fell over. It was
1: raining, I slipped and I fell over.
2: Oh, it's actually quite a sad story.
0: You, you
1: hurt yourself. Uh,
2: no. Good that you Good. had
0: to check.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I, I had to remember. <clears throat> my Do I still
2: have under. a foot? No, it's not in a cast. <laughs> it's fine.
1: Am I, still, am I still doing this podcast? No, we're not, because we're going to finish in a minute. <laughs> well,
0: on, on, on that note. Then, yes, I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoy the enjoyed American it. Grand Prix. Of course, oh, they enjoyed they enjoy it? it, especially the stuff. It. Speaking of enjoying, look at uh, this is just for you on page 12, the uh, Barcelona. When we finish the finish the podcast, finish the podcast like man. It's fun. But on that note, yes, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy this weekend and goodbye.
1: So unprofessional.